A trip up Songa Mountain leads to ninth degree black belt. Let's get started. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation Podcast. Sirs, ma'ams, instructors, students, parents of Songam Taekwondo, welcome back to the ATA Nation podcast. We are super excited to have everybody joining us today. This is episode number 81. Hopefully you enjoyed our last episode all about the hips. It was pretty cool. And we introduced one of the new Mac avatars. Um, We are going to continue on our our little journey as we introduce a different Mac avatar each um, podcast as we cover those. What a cool program this Mac uh, program is with these avatars and just um, some of the great material that they have prepared. Uh, I know at my school, we're doing some really neat things with the charms and my students are really enjoying them. So today we're going to introduce you to Bella. Uh, Bella is such a character. She has a heart of gold and enjoys helping others. Unfortunately, in helping others, Bella finds it hard to balance Keeping up with her training, Bella is learning coordination by practicing techniques like the double outer forearm block. Overall, Bella is beginning to realize that it is best to help others after she's focused on and completed her own tasks. Um, You know, uh, let me tell you uh, some neat things with these uh, avatars. Bella, uh, you got to go check her out. Um, You know, there's some some other info about Bella. Uh, she, uh, she's 11. Um, you know, she's an orange belt. Um, she, she really enjoys, um, uh, uh, math at school. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that or not before, but, uh, she does and she loves board breaking. So, um, that's just a little bit about Bella. I am really excited to see as we continue to see the evolution of the uh, martial arts kids program, just get to see some more information about these guys, um, get to see them on products, on, on different things. And uh, just like the, the tigers, you know, a lot of the times someone really gravitates towards like Mir, the story of Mir and those kind of things. Um, we want the same thing to uh, happen with these Mac characters. You know, what, uh, what Mac character do you really start to identify with, um, get to start to care about? So um, pretty cool stuff. Now, let's dive into our um, interview this week. I have the great privilege of interviewing Chief Master Tomas Sandoval. Uh, I have known this guy um, basically my entire martial arts career. He's from our region. Um, You know, I would say, um, you know, when you look at uh, kind of social media, when you look at, you know, tournaments and and kind of the things going on, um, Chief Master Sandoval isn't uh, one of the Chief Masters that you see all this uh, publicity about, um, but that doesn't mean anything. Because uh, when you meet this guy and if you know anyone who has trained with him, has worked with him, has been with him through the years, you will know that uh, there are, are few martial artists in the ATA who are as dedicated, as loyal, um, as disciplined uh, about continuing the history and the vision of Eternal Grandmaster as Chief Master Sandoval. So uh, let's get over to that interview. Special guest interview. 
ATA Nation, we have with us Chief Master Tomas Sandoval. Uh, how are you today, sir? Very good. Uh, thank you, sir. Excellent. Well, uh, this is a, a fun interview for me because I've known you since um, I think you were at my Orange Belt testing, actually. So um, I, I've known you for a very long time and super excited. You are one of the individuals getting to uh, be invited to test for ninth degree black belt at world championships this year. Um, what was it like when you got the news that uh, you were invited to test? Well, it was uh, a little surprising, and um, I was like uh, a little bit, couldn't believe it. Obviously, I never dream of that opportunity. And of course, my first reaction was, uh, wait a minute, this cannot be happened. This is a very big honor, and I don't know if I am worth, uh, worth it uh, of this honor. Mm. So it took me about two weeks to uh, get it in my mind. And of course, I consult uh, my uh my students, my, my, my masters underneath me, and I asked their opinion. Um, I told Grandmaster MK that before I do anything, I will have to talk to my current instructor on record, which is uh, Grandmaster Allemeyer. I will not do anything without his approval. And so when I called Grandmaster Allemeyer, he was very supportive and uh, very encouraging uh, for me to do this. And uh, so then, of course, as you know, I have uh, battled to some health issues with my my eye, and I had a knee replacement. So I had to evaluate my body and how well can I uh, get back in shape. Uh, due to my eye surgeries, I haven't really done any hard training for two years. Uh, so I knew I was a little bit out of shape, and I needed to get that. And um, But once I made a commitment, uh, not only to my juniors, to Grandmaster MK, uh, obviously, I made a commitment to myself that I will get back, and it's been fun. Uh, the last six months, I have really been uh, stepping up, training every day, getting my body uh, back in shape, and uh, my flexibility, which is something that I always had, um, pretty flexible. So it didn't take very long. Um, sometimes when I push my body a little bit too much, my knee gets angry at me, <laughs> uh, so I have to back off a little bit. Uh, but the training in uh, Nationals in Dallas was amazing. I had the honor to train with uh, Grandmaster Caruso, Grandmaster Delegi, um, and, of course, Grandmaster MK. And each one of them spent a lot of time individually uh, with us, with the group. Um, and uh, I feel uh, very um, lucky, I guess, that I take the time and they, they take the time to work with me. Uh, I had one-on-one -on -one training in November with Grandmaster MK at Middle Rock at headquarters. Uh, so we're getting there. I feel that I'm about 80% there. I still have a little bit over three months and uh, I'm working hard, obviously, to get ready and not disappointed. Um, as, uh, as Grandmaster MK said, this is more like a uh, testing slash demonstration uh, each one of us will go out there um, one at a time uh, and perform our form and our board breaking, sparring, self-defense, whatever we decide to incorporate in our form. So the neat thing about me that I have decided that without the masters under me, which uh, I have nine masters under me, including yourself, uh, Master Hayton, even though you're not direct under me, but you are a student of Senior Master Foster, which is obviously his instructor and he's my student. So, sure. and a direct line. 
So you guys will be participating. Uh, you guys will be holding my boards. I have uh, five stations, so I will have 10 board holders um, that I will be doing. Um, so I'm excited. It's going to be great. Excited. These uh, these demonstrations, these testings for ninth degree, um, they're very uh, – it seems like they're very much um, – Reminiscent of Eternal Grandmaster's uh, performance when he tested for ninth degree. It's that same kind of look of doing your form with some, usually, you know, different for each person, but some board breaks, some self-defense, whatever incorporated. Is that what yours is going to look like as well? Correct. As you know, once you become a master of sixth degree and above, you uh, have an opportunity to make part of your form. And uh, what if... uh, was it was given to us that and the makeup part of our form that's when we get to incorporate uh either self-defense uh ground fighting board breaking sparring mm. uh one step self-defense whatever we decide um obviously have to be approved by grandmaster mk and uh and uh, so that's really what we're gonna do so we uh each one of us has to make up five lines of our form and then on those five lines, you incorporate whatever you decide that you're going to do. So it's a really neat way to kind of, um, you know, highlight the individual and then highlight um, all of Songam Taekwondo as, you know, part of the form and then getting to see these other things incorporated. I think the demonstrations that we've seen so far, um, you know, and kind of. Having watched, I wasn't there, but having watched videos of Eternal Grandmaster back in 1990, um, you know, it just looks so much like that. And it's such a cool uh, experience to to watch. I'm super excited to be able to um, hold boards uh, for you. I think that's going to be super fun. So um, let's let's take a step back. Uh, you started Taekwondo. It's been a few years. Um, uh, can you give us kind of your origin story? What how did you get involved in Taekwondo? Well, uh, as most of you know, I um, emigrated to the United States when I was 14. I was here for about nine months. And then I went back to Mexico um, after losing my my father and trying to um, keep going with the farm that we have, the ranch. Um, Things were not going well, so I decided that I wanted to come back to the United States and improve myself, go to uh, to school and, and study. So... I uh, moved back in uh, May of uh, 1976, um, back to the small town of Adrian, Michigan, where my sister lived. And um, winter was coming, summer was fine, but then winter was kind of setting in. And, you know, we were flipping over the newspaper and she saw that was a a karate school was going to be open at the YMCA down the street from where we live. And she asked me, and you always wanted to learn Taekwondo or, or karate. She called it karate. And says, uh, you want to do that? So yes, said, yeah. So she took me in. Uh, so my first lesson was October 23rd, 1976. Um, and that's where I started at the YMCA. And from there, I, I didn't speak very well English, so I didn't understand a lot of things. So whenever, you know, the instructor says something, if the students sit down, I sit down. If they stand up, I stand up. If they kick, I kick. If they punch, I punch. So I just follow. And uh, then I uh, just uh, continue. And I I didn't have a lot of friends because obviously being new to the country, I had a lot of time in my hand. And I spent most of the time just training. I would train for five to six hours a day. Mm. Um 
So I was uh, really neat. And of course, I had the opportunity to become to test to a black belt a year later uh, in front of uh, now Grandmaster Allemeyer, which is school was in Lansing, Michigan. And back then, our region was uh, all the way from Wisconsin to Illinois and Indiana and Michigan. Um, and the whole region had to test in Lansing. Uh, so we tested in a big gym uh, at uh, Lansing in front of Grandmaster Alamayo, and it was 200 people tested. So you started at 8 o'clock in the morning, and sometimes you got done at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, very different than what we do now. Yes, sir. Yeah, very different. Very different. Um, as you've uh, come up through the ranks, what if, uh, can you give us a – a story. I, I I personally know you have a, a ton of amazing stories about Eternal Grandmaster. Um, you know, you were close with him. Um, could you give us uh, just one story that you might have that uh, ATA Nation would be interested in hearing? Um, you know, I know it's hard to pick just one, um, but uh, <laughs> well, the, yeah. Well, the most memorial story that I that I can tell people that I'm very uh, glad and, and proud that when uh, 1983 and um, at our um, at our camp and I and Little Rock, which the 4-H center, we used to train there for a week. And there was our instructor camp for a whole week in, in July and, and August and <laughs> Little Rock, which obviously <laughs> was very hot. And one afternoon they asked us to, um, they picked uh, nine of us and, uh, and they took us to uh, this area, and we were going to clean this trail uh, that led up to the now the Ozark Mountains out there. And um, this trail was to never been used in many years, so it was a lot of stuff laying around, brush, small branches, trees, and we cleaned this trail, not knowing what we were doing. Obviously, back then, with someone asked you to do something in the ATA, they only answer you. We're expected to give it yes, sir, right? <laughs> so, uh, so we did, and uh, we it took us most of the afternoon, a few hours, and hot. And I remember a couple of us got scratched with branches, and we bleed because obviously it was hot and sweaty. And we got down back to the camp uh, a few hours later, and everybody saw us. So we were all muddy and bloody and all that. And and uh, of course, they told us not to say anything. We didn't know what we did other than clean a trail, so we didn't have to do anything. <laughs> uh, but but then that night they woke us up um, at about 4 a.m. And um, we actually lined up in squats and taekwondo uniform. And uh, we walked that trail, and it was about 185 to 200 instructors. And up there in that mountain, um, there was Eternal Grandmaster Lee with the uh, leaders of of our Songam family, which obviously Grandmaster Alamayer, Grandmaster Clark, and Grandmaster Song Ho Lee, the, the, the founder fathers. Mm, and yes, sir. Grandmaster, Eternal Grandmaster got up and uh, no talking. It was, we were told not to talk. And then he started doing this Songam form. It was actually Songam number one. And I remember he did it in, uh, in four different directions. Um, and that's probably my best memory of of the my whole taekwondo life because i got to witness the birth of songam taekwondo which is obviously what we do now i i was actually hoping that was the story you were going to tell i i'm so glad <laughs> um just you know a random thought i had uh, any of the 
do we does ATA Nation uh, know any of the other nine people who helped, uh, or, or do you remember if any of them are still around who helped clean that trail? No, unfortunately, uh, one of my uh, instructors with me, his name was uh, Rick Callum. Um, he was one of the other person who was, and um, I don't, uh, I don't. Um, uh, some of them are are gone. Yes, I mean, sir. They're still alive, but they're no longer in the ATA. Yes, sir. I can't. I can't think of. Uh, I, I was new at the at time, so I didn't know those people very mm. well. Uh, only the people that helped me, obviously. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is in the uh, in uh, around anymore. Still around, yes, sir. Well, um, I, I love that story. Um, I know uh, at our regional camp, it's one that I usually get to hear because I think it's it's such a neat thing um, to to hear. Yeah, that's one of the yes, sir. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why at the regional camp I always start the camp with the songam. Mm-hmm. Um, song I'm number one, and we do it in four different sets. To me, it's an honor to do that because we're honoring Eternal Grandmasterly's vision. And uh, sometimes, as an organization, as we grow and we introduce so many different um, new forms and new weapons and new curriculum, uh, it's always very important to go back to the beginning. And to me, that's the beginning and honoring him. Uh, it's very important to me. Yes, sir. Well, um, I know I always appreciate it. I think it's wonderful. Um, I know uh, ATA Nation out there, uh, as well as uh, all of us here in our region, um, wish you uh, great luck in your continued training. Um, we are super excited to watch you test for ninth degree at World Championships with another with a, a great group of other individuals. Um, anything else you want to mention to ATA Nation before uh, we sign off? No, I just want to thank everyone for the support that they have given me. Um, as you know, my ATA family has uh, kept us strong in my region. I uh, obviously am biased. I think <laughs> we have the best region in, in the world. And uh, I am very uh, lucky to have the support that I have. And I will work very hard to not disappoint anyone. And I'm looking forward to uh, get that. I know that it's going to be extra special because uh, – my whole my my three kids who they live all over the United States they will be there with my grandkids so oh. I'm excited and a little bit more pressure <laughs> at the same time uh, but yes, so um, I'm working hard to to get you guys uh, to 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 just to to just to share that special moment that I never thought I could even you know thought it could happen. Well, we're we're Thank super you. excited, sir. Um, you know, I, I we uh, those who know you know it's a it's a well deserved honor, um, and uh, we're we're excited to watch it. So, um, I want to thank you for your time today, sir. Um, and uh, good luck with that continued training. I appreciate it, sir. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. Here's what's going on in ATA Nation. Again, I want to thank Chief Master Sandoval for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, great guy. And uh, one of the things that we mentioned in that was uh, camps. And uh, Grandmaster MK has uh, really been pushing to make sure that we are um, kind of going back to these traditional black belt camps, these regional camps, just to continue to build that camaraderie, um, those relationships, because those are relationships that last a lifetime. I know I've been lucky enough uh, that our region um, up in uh, Indiana, Michigan, we have uh, kind of had a regional camp 
you know, for ever. Uh, we didn't stop doing them um, even when the uh, certification process kind of ended that way. Um, but uh, Grandmaster MK has been pushing these, and so there's some upcoming events. You can go to atamartialarts.com, go to the events tab, and then uh, click on camps at the top and see that um, you know out uh, region 111A has a camp um, in North Carolina April 16th. Um, April 29th through May 1st, there's the uh, ATA European Camp. Most of you probably not going over to that one, but who knows? Um, Region 102 West um, in Clinton, Illinois, is having their camp May 5th, 6th, and 7th. Um, Region 112 has their camp May 19th through the 21st. That's in Texas. Um in uh i believe louisiana region 116 has their camp may 20th oregon has their camp uh region 119 august 25th through the 27th and then my own region um we have ours up in syracuse indiana 102 east uh october 6th 7th and 8th um i know a lot of these camps uh grandmaster MK is going to be at some of them. Some of the other grandmasters, I know our camp grandmaster uh, Caruso is going to be there. Um, so head over to that tab on atamartialarts.com. Um, check out, there's links to each of those camps. Um, and, and I would highly, highly, highly encourage you if you are eligible to attend those camps. Uh, it, it, they're just such an amazing time, not just with a great training, um, but uh, making sure that you're building those relationships, that camaraderie with other individuals in your area that you can rely on, you know, um, it's just such a great time. So I, I, I really suggest that you uh, check that out. Obviously, we have lots of upcoming events um, with uh, tournaments wrapping up in uh, April, and then we've got districts, worlds, all that great stuff. Head over to atamartialarts.com and check that out. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, get out there. And take action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Whew. Back behind the mic. I don't know, guys. It's been it's been crazy. Uh, and so uh, I'm a little sporadic with getting my episodes out. And I apologize for that. But uh, we uh, aren't going anywhere. Okay, you'll you'll still get great content. And if you've got uh, something that you'd really like to hear, you know, uh, somebody you'd love to hear from a topic that you'd love to hear about, uh, reach out. Let us know. Okay, I I want to uh, I want to make sure that we are providing a great service for you, ATA Nation. So let me know. Take care.